All right, good morning. Wow, look around. What a great crowd this morning. We are so glad that you've come to worship with us today. Glad to have the home folks, glad to have guests. And as I shared with someone just a little bit earlier, I just hope you leave today going, you know what? It was good to be in the house of the Lord. And already we've experienced wonderful worship. Uh, Brent did a great job with the kids this morning. That was incredible. Our kids singing and a little bit of move. I almost said dancing, but probably I'll not say that. Anyway, uh, a little bit of movement going on there. And then, like I said, great song, Cornerstone. It's been a great day. And it's only going to get better, not necessarily with the message, but later on this afternoon, we're going to have a great time as we serve lots and lots of people today. Well, we're smack dab in the middle of a series on the Ten Commandments, and we are bringing that ancient truth up into our lives. And and today we're on command number four, which is remember the Sabbath and to keep it holy. Remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. And God truly has a sense of humor. There's just no doubt about it. So here's the deal. So um, Rebecca and Jonathan borrowed our van last night because they're having a... Now, you know, God is gracious because they had a slumber party with 11 girls. Yeah, you know... You know about a good dad and mom, slumber party, 11 girls? Yeah, hello. But anyway, they went to Paducah and did a, a scavenger hunt at the mall, and they needed two vehicles. So they had their van and our van, which left us with just the Grand Prix, which meant this morning, Gene and I usually drive separate on Sunday mornings. And uh, I said, you know, I have, don't forget that I've got the car, and I need to be prepared to go when you go. You know, wherever thou goest, I will go. That kind of a thing, you know, going on. So, so anyway, and so I reminded that this morning. She goes, oh, wow, yeah, you know, because she likes to get here like early and I like to hear just a little bit later. And so anyway, so the bottom line was I said, look, 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 whatever time you want to be there, I'll be ready. And so she said 8.15. I said, cool, 8.15, I'll be ready to go. So she came in just about eight minutes later and said, now we're leaving at 8.10 or 8.15, right? I said, I thought she said 8.15. I said, however, I said, being the good husband, I said, whatever time is good for you is good for me. So we decided on 8.10. And so you know how it is. I'm, I'm like still studying and stuff. And so, oh no. So I run downstairs to get in the shower and shave and do all that stuff that goes on. Get back upstairs and throw on my clothes and run down their stairs. And I said, let's go. And it was like, it was like 8, 10, like maybe 8, 11. And she said, no, no, no. Listen, I don't want to rush you. Isn't that sweet? I don't want to rush you. I, I've, made, I've made some muffins. Let's, let's have a muffin. Take your medicine. I said, no, no, no. Forget the medicine. I ain't got time for no muffin. Out the door we go. And I did. And if she followed about two minutes later, you know, like she's going, what was that? Who was that masked man? You know, kind of, kind of like that situation. And, and so we get to church, you know, and I walk in the door and I, you know, chatted with Dave about, you know, videos and stuff like that and went through that door, got me a cup of coffee and was heading out there past there. And my bro Jim back here at the desk, you know, at the sound booth, there were four men sitting there. I said, morning, men, morning, guys. And Jim goes, I ain't got time to talk. I said, no. And kept right on going. <laughs> you know, so I'm going down the hallway going, that probably wasn't really cool, you know. So then, and I think this ties in still. So I'm in my office, put on the finishing touches as of, the, of the message this morning. And you, you need to know, I wasn't wearing this when I showed up today. I was wearing a pair of dress pants, a pink shirt, a couple in pink, pink shirt, tie, the whole nine yards. And so I'm sitting there, and I'm just way uncomfortable. I know I'm not talking about physically, 
There was something in my spirit that just wasn't gelling. I, I know this sounds weird. I, I, I know. I'm, y'all know I'm weird. You've had me for 15 years. Hang on. It may get weirder. And, and so, so anyway, so I'm sitting there. I'm going, okay. So I roll my sleeves up and loosen my tie. I said, there. It wouldn't go away. So finally, I said, i got to go back home. So I went home and I changed clothes. And all I can tell you is when I, when I did that, something changed about me. And I think it was God going, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're teaching on what today? I said, uh, that would be the Sabbath. And you're talking about we ought not to be so busy. And you've run past your wife in the kitchen. You've run past a group of men. And you're stuffed in a shirt and tie today. Back up. Cool it. Enjoy the day. And I'm telling you, it was like a breath of fresh air blew through me. Yeah, it's really weird. It's really weird. But I'm telling you this. That is what happens in our lives. We run through life. You know, on vacation, you know, we do on vacation, you know, we, we pack our cars up and, and you know, we, we go. And the first words out of dad's mouth is, hang on. Because let me tell you something. If we men do anything well, we mash the gas and we're going to make it to that destination. Whether it be Panama City or whether it be somewhere else, we go as fast as we can. Hang on because we're going. And then before long, the little kid goes, you know, got, 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 got to go potty. And the daddy goes, you know, hold on. We'll stop eventually. And we drive past rest stop and rest stop. And little poor kids in the back seat going crazy. Finally, mama's going crazy. And you know when men stop? Yeah, when they got to go. All of a sudden, it's a really high priority. But we rush. And, and you know, we, we get there. We get to like the Grand Canyon. We spend 15 minutes and say, all right, get in the car. Got to go. And we even run through our... Va- Did you know we live such busy lifestyles that they even named a monument after it? Yeah, Mount Rushmore. <laughs> Mount Rushmore. That's what we do. We rush, rush, rush. And here's the deal. Now, here's the deal. It's really... Now, now listen to what I'm fixing to tell you. Because every once in a while, we preachers get this question. Okay. You know, you know God said, let me just read through these scriptures real quick. Then we'll come back and we're going to talk through them. Here's what God said. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. This is Exodus chapter 20, by the way. You are to labor six days and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. You must not do any work. You, your son and daughter, your male or female slave, your livestock, or the foreigner who lives within your gates. For the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and everything in them in six days, and then he rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and declared it holy. And yet, with that, with, with that pretext, I mean, it was a really big deal to God that the, that the uh, Jewish people keep this thing called the Sabbath. And yet, grab this. The Sabbath, the command of the Sabbath, is the only one of the Ten Commandments that was not carried over into the New Testament. You, you see, thou shalt not steal and lie and honoring your mom. You see all that. But of the ten, the, the commandment about the Sabbath is the only one not mentioned. And you might go, well, why is that? Well, I tell you what I think, and I think it's backed up by Scripture, is I really think that Jesus became our Sabbath. I think, you know, the, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 4, there remains a Sabbath rest to the people of God. And it's talking about salvation. And I think Jesus became our Sabbath. And, of course, what happened was the early church, you know, the early church moved to Sunday to celebrate the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And even Jesus himself said this, you know, man was not made for the Sabbath. Man was not made for the Sabbath, 
but Sabbath for man. So, so in the New Testament concept, the principles are there, but the idea of how the Jewish people observe the Sabbath are, is not there. But we are certainly called to obey the principles of the Sabbath. Look with me, please, at that first word in, in uh, Exodus chapter 20, verse number 8. Remember. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. The, the word remember there um, in the Hebrew carries a force with it. I, I wrote down these two words, kind of playing it out. We, they were to be mindful and careful. Mindful and and careful. When it came to observing this day that God had set apart, the, the seventh day, they were to be mindful and careful of how they observed it. It carries this, the same the same word is used in remembering the Passover. Remember the Passover was that thing where they spread the blood on the doorpost and that's how they came into relationship with God. It was symbolic of the cross that one day would happen in the New Testament. Because by the blood being shed that God would pass over, the death angel would pass over the people of God. It's really, it's really an amazing, amazing story. But here's the deal. With the same reverence they have for Passover, every week they would observe the Sabbath. And then, and then when you pass, fast forward to the New Testament, and when Jesus is up in the upper room, and you know he's having the last supper with his, with his guys, he's observing the Passover... And, and then he does the, the Lord's Supper thing. He says, now, now that was then, this is now. Now all of a sudden, this bread and this juice have different meanings. Now, now this bread is symbolic of my broken body that just in a few hours is going to be nailed to a cross and they're going to break it horribly. And, and, and this juice is symbolic of a new covenant. A new covenant. No longer do we shed the, the blood of lambs or goats or oxen. Now, now is my blood that is shed. And you remember what he said? Do this in remembrance of me. Different word, but the same hard, mindful, and careful. And what happens in our busy, busy world that we live in, it becomes very mindless. It's almost like a road thing we do. Oh no, it's Sunday, get up and go to church. It's Sunday, get up and go to church. It's Sunday, get up and go to church. And that's kind of how we do that. We're very carefree about it. It's lost some of its significance and importance. And, because, and again, I hope you see this is important because of what happens here as we worship God, as we are encouraged and prepared to go and face a busy world. So that word remember carries a lot. And then he says the Sabbath day. The Sabbath day. Now, now the Sabbath day was an idea of celebration. I, I know, if you ever watched Fiddler on the Roof, you know, and, and back in those days when we were younger, and the Fiddler on the Roof, you know, it was a very solemn face thing. Actually, it was a celebration. It was a celebration of who God was and what God did. And, and our principle of Sabbath bleeds right over into the New Testament. We should have a time of celebration in our lives when we celebrate who God is and what God has done. And then we're to keep it Holy. Keep it holy. Keep it set apart. There should be a Sabbath principle in our lives. Not, not like the Jews observed, because again, we have a different principle, which we're going to talk about today, but we have a different way of doing it through Jesus Christ. But we're to remember it, we're to set it apart. You know, it's really funny. I noticed something, because it symbolizes what's happened. I went to dictionary.com, and dictionary.com said this. You know, for Jewish people and some Christians, this is a time of rest and observance of religious rites. 
Rest and observance. Then when it goes, for most Christians, it is a time to commemorate the resurrection. Do you see what's missing? The rest principle. We should definitely gather on Sundays and we should celebrate the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. But what is happening is, is that, that notion, that idea of rest. We don't know how to rest. Even at church, we don't know how to rest. You ask that man, and you ask that man, and they'll tell you, and any preacher will tell you that our hardest, busiest day is Sundays. We've not learned how to rest physically or spiritually in our lives on this thing called the Sabbath. Now, now look with me what he says there in verse number 9. You're to labor six days and to do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. You must not work your, your, you or your son, your daughter, your slaves, your livestock, or any foreigner within your gates. Now this is huge. Because this symbolizes their freedom. Now you know the life of a, of a slave, right? Here's the life of a slave. You get up in the morning. You do what the master says. Because if you don't do what master says, they're going to kill you. So you get up in the morning and you work, 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 work until the master says it's time to quit. Then you go home, you eat a simple meal, and you go to bed. And if you do wake up in the morning, if you do wake up in the morning, you get up, you work, 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 work until the master says stop. And then you go home and eat a simple meal. And that's just what their life was. Work, 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 work. The only escape was total, complete exhaustion or death. Then God comes along. Now, I know in our world, in our world, you know, we are blessed most, well, some of us are blessed to have a couple of days off a week. We call it the weekend. They didn't. They had no time off. And so, so God comes along and says, now listen, you're to labor six days. Time out. That's big. Because that implies that they're going from seven days to six days. As a slave, they work seven days a week. But now God comes along and says, no, no, no. We're going to change that. Now you're going to have time to rest. Why? Because it is a new time for you. Because you're no longer a slave. You are set free. And this is a beautiful picture of what Christ has done for us. We, we have a tendency to strive and strive and strive. God, I want to please you. God, I want to please you. God, I want your favor. God, I need your favor. God, I don't want to go to hell. I want to go to heaven. So I must work, work, work. And God says, no, 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 no. We're set free from that. See, the principle of the scale is here. All the religions, all the religions, all the religions in the world say work, 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 and hopefully it'll tilt in your way and you'll be able to please God. And there's no giant scale and there's no pleasing, a pleasing God outside of Jesus Christ. But we work and we work. A verse we covered, oh, just a while back. Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. Christ has liberated us to be free. Let me pause there. Christ has set us free to make us free. Christ has set us free to make us free. You know, one of the horrible things, of course, slavery was just a horrible time. There's been a lot in the news about how horrible that was and is. And, and yet, often slaves who were finally set free continue to live as slaves. It was crazy. So many believers today, people who have trusted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, even though Christ has died to set them free, they still live as if they're in bondage. We need to be set free and we need to understand, excuse me, we need to understand we have been set free. We need to live as a free people. This is what he's teaching us in the six-day principle. He's teaching us as believers in Jesus Christ. 
Christ has died that you might be free. Stand firm then and don't submit again to the yoke of slavery. Live as free men. When you come, when you come and gather in this our worship center, come with a heart and an attitude of freedom, free from the bondage of sin, free from the penalty of sin, free from the power of sin. And we've come to worship God. Just like it says, the Sabbath day was a celebration of God and what God has done. We come to celebrate. Every time we gather together, we've come to celebrate God and what God has done. And what has God done? For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believes Him should not perish but have everlasting life. What has God done? God sent His Son to die on a Roman cross that you and I could be free from the penalty and the power and the presence of sin ultimately. Wow. Yeah, wow. But we live, that, we live, that, we live as if we have to do this thing here. That, that if God's ever going to really like us that we've got to somehow... To balance the scale. Forget the scale. Jesus did it all. Jesus did it all. In fact, ultimately we're going to talk about Jesus paid it all. In fact, just look with me. Look at verse number 11. For the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and everything in them in six days. And then he rested. Now, do you see a paradox there? This is God. This is all powerful God. This is, this is God who speaks and universes are. This is God and worlds are made. He just speaks and it happens. So, obviously, he didn't need a nap. Obviously, he didn't go, oh, got to rest now. Woo, shoot, shoot that thing. That's hard. Woo. No. There's something else. It's symbolic of completion. He rested because his work was done. It was a beautiful picture of completion. And not only should we remember the Sabbath for the believer is a celebration of freedom, it's a celebration of completion. It's a celebration. When we gather on our Sundays and we worship and we celebrate, we're celebrating completion. We're not celebrating that, you know, Jesus paid 40%, 40% he paid. No! We don't come and celebrate that, well, he died, but he didn't get up. No, we celebrate a Savior who did it all. Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain. He washed it white as snow. We celebrate the fact that when he died, he did pay the penalty of sin. He did give us power over sin. And ultimately, he will take us from the presence of sin in a place called heaven. Jesus didn't go halfway. He did it all. When he cried out on the Roman cross, there right toward he died, before he died, he said what? It is finished. And it is. Now, that's why we've got calls to celebrate. That's why we need to be sure and keep our Jesus Sabbath. Because we've got a reason. Because we're free. And we've got a reason to celebrate because He did it all. Now listen, you've got to get this. Because our American culture is not letting us do this. He's not letting us do this. We are busy, busy, busy. And that busyness bleeds right over. Again, I told you the story. Stop and talk. There's no time to stop and talk. Time to eat. Now, can you believe these words are fixing to come out of my mouth? Time to eat. There's no time to eat. Oh, dear pastor. You're too busy if there's not time to talk. 
You're too busy if there's not time to eat. <laughs> You're too busy if there's not time for genuine and true worship. Now he says in his last verse, in verse um, num- the last part of verse number 11, Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and declared it holy. He blessed the Sabbath day and declared it holy. Now I'm going to give you the root of our Sabbath. I'm going to give, you're going to find the same root in Abraham. You're going to find the same root in Adam and Eve when they received the animal garment instead of the fig leaves. You're going to see the same root. The root of the Sabbath for the Jew and for the Christian is faith. You do understand something, don't you? you know, now, we will go home today and we will either go out to eat or if we go home, the wife will probably go to the freezer or to the refrigerator and reach in there and get some kind of meat or vegetable or something, unless it's cooking in the crock pot already. There's something going on here, but they're going to go to the refrigerator. Do you understand that back in those days, there was no refrigerator? When God said, take a day off. When God said, thou shalt not work. There was no refrigerator with a meal already cooked. And they walked in and put it on the table. They had to trust God. Trust God. As we walk through our Sabbath, as we walk with Christ, as we discover the rest that God wants us to have in this busy world, we've got to understand something. It still requires us to trust God. Because if you're like me, we have this discussion a lot in my house. I bet you have it at your house too. They were you. I bet you have your house too. Yeah. It goes something like this. Judy, I, I know it's Friday. It's supposed to be my day off. But I got this, this, this and going on. Or it's Tuesday night and I got this and this going on. Dwayne, when are you going to learn to say no? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Busy, busy, busy. I don't know. Does that ring a bell? Dave, does that ring a bell? I don't know. And your life is no different than ours. Preachers are not like, like the busiest people in the world your world's busy too, isn't it? And we, and, we, and we run, and we run, and we do, and we do, and we do. And in this culture, we have got to find that place, that space of rest. Of rest. How does that happen? Well, the Word does say in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, Trust in the Lord. The same way the Jews had to trust that there would be food for the Sabbath, the same way they had to trust that when they were on the manna program, that, that when they went out and collected two, you know, God said, now, now listen, go out and collect enough manna for one day. If you collect for two, it's going to spoil and rot. But, but however, on Friday night, because the Sabbath was Saturday, you know, because on Friday you can gather two days worth and it won't rot. They had to believe and they had to trust God. And the same way that they trusted God, we need to trust God. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart, with all of your being, with all that emotional part you are. This will help us if we get this. And do not lean into your own understanding. Because I promise you this, carving out time for your Sabbath time will not be easy. Carving out time for you to have your Sabbath time will not come easy. So don't lean into your understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. And He will direct 
your paths. I believe that. See, the boys, and this story comes from Mark chapter 6. The boys had been sent out by Jesus to do. And they had, they, had, they had taught and they had performed miracles. And the Bible says in Mark chapter 6, verse 30, the apostles gathered to Jesus. Now, there's a key word. They gathered to Jesus. You'll find your Sabbath time when you gather to Jesus. They gathered to Jesus and told him all things, both what they had done and what they had taught. He said to them, come aside by yourselves to a deserted place and rest a while. Vance Havner, an old-time preacher and a great linguistic person, said these words. And I think it's the King James that says, instead of saying, come aside, it says, come apart. And Vance Havner said, if you don't come apart, you'll come apart. Let that soak in. If you do not come apart, you'll come apart. And a lot of you sitting here today are coming apart. Your lives are so busy, your stress level's up, your blood pressure's up, you're just, you're just sitting there, you wake up every day, how am I going to get it done? How am I going to get it done? And Vance Hammer tells you, listen, if you don't come apart, you're going to come apart. And Jesus, his disciples, he knew this. He said, come aside by yourselves to a deserted place and rest a while. Listen, listen, listen. You need a Sabbath time. Don't give me the not busy thing because, again, we're busy. You need to find 30 minutes. You need to find 20 minutes a day and get with God and have a Sabbath time. I'm telling listen, listen, listen. You'll say, I don't have time. I don't need it. You do and you do. You do and you do. I love you too much. I love you too much not to tell you the truth today. You have got to have a few minutes alone with God. And I'm being as gracious as I can. You need a few minutes alone with God. You need to get out God's word and read a few verses every day. And you need to have a... Listen, aren't you glad Jesus said, I'm not worried about how long your prayer is. I'm worried about your heart. You need to spend a few minutes in the Word of God. You need to spend a few minutes in talking with God. You need a Sabbath time. We are working ourselves into an early grave. We need that time with Jesus. I'll explain that a little bit more, how it works, in just a moment. The Bible says and continues, For there were many coming and going, talking about people, Anybody got a life where there's many coming and going? Yeah. Many coming and going. And here it is. They did not even have time to eat. This proves that they must have been Methodists. They couldn't be Baptists. <laughs> so they departed. So they departed to a deserted place in the boat by themselves. So listen. When Jesus says something, it's probably important. Jesus said, and it's not a command, but it's a great principle. Come aside to a deserted place and rest. Look me in the eye. Y'all have got to find time to rest. This is one... I didn't say this at the beginning, and I don't want to say it now. I try to at least embrace the principles that I teach you. I've not mastered any of them. But I really like to at least have a grasp. I got... I don't have this. I got to tell you the truth. I can tell you my life's very stressful because I don't. I can tell you that, that I'm, it's not healthy for me. But at least I can't speak for the other staff. I'm speaking for Dwayne. I'm not speaking for the other member. I'm speaking for Dwayne. 
I've not mastered this. But God and my wife will not let it go away. You've got to take care and find that Sabbath time. Oh, by the way, I have mastered the quiet time. I want you to know that. Your pastor has a quiet time. But as far as the principle of the Sabbath resting, I've not. This, is a, this needs to be a priority. Just like we talked about up here where it says we need to be mindful and, and, mindful and careful. This needs to be a mindful and careful thing. We have got to slow down this busy society and find time for a spiritual Sabbath. And then, and then Jesus said these words. And this is Matthew chapter 11. Come to me. Do you see that? They gathered to Jesus in Mark 6. And Jesus says, come to me in Matthew chapter 11. Come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened. Anybody here weary and burdened? Anybody here woke up and didn't know if you could get out of bed? Is anyone already thinking ahead to tomorrow morning when you've got to be at work at 5 o'clock and you're just not sure how you're going to do it? Weary? Anyone here, anyone here feel like there's a load on your shoulders and you just don't know how you can do it? I probably will never forget that Monday when it was Baptist hour, a funeral at 10, a funeral at 11, and preaching that night at Baptist Men. And I said, Judy, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how I can do this. Everyone had that day? Has there been a day when there's an audit at the bank? Or you're being evaluated as a teacher? Or the safety inspector is going to be 500 feet underground watching you as you work? <laughs> Thinking of Faith or maybe perhaps McKenzie. When you're getting or got your white slip and your dad's watching you drive again. Stress. 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 Weary. And burdened? Jesus said, come to Him. Find that Sabbath time. Come to Him. And by the way, the crazy part, the context here is religion. Because the religious leaders were putting weight upon weight upon weight upon people. And Jesus comes and says, no, no, no. Come to Me. If you're weary and tired, come to Me. And I will give you rest. If you're taking notes, that word rest carries the connotation of, I will refresh you. I will refresh you. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. The the Pharisees, the religious yoke was heavy. Keep the rules, keep the rules, keep the rules. The boss, keep, keep, keep. Perform, perform, perform. Do, do, do. And Jesus says, my yoke is easy. I've said this to you several times over the last several weeks, and I'm going to say it one more time. This book is your lifeline. This is not a burden. In fact, let me tell you what Jesus said. Listen to this. Jesus said, in 1 John, I'm sorry, John said, 1 John 5, 3, For this is the love of God that we keep His commandments, and His commandments are not burdensome. Listen to Jesus. John six sixty three. The Spirit is the one who gives life. The flesh doesn't help at all. The words that I have spoken to you our spirit, and they are life. Come, my yoke is easy. When we start living our lives in the 21st century, in this American culture, where you're saying, I can't, I don't have time. When we start living our lives within the aspects and the characteristics and the teachings of the Word of God, we will not find a heavy yoke, we will find a light yoke.
He says, learn from me because I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for yourselves. When you take upon yourselves the yoke of Jesus, you're not burdened. You're set free. Since this is a day of weirdness, why don't you bow your heads? I don't don't see any eyeballs. This song came to my mind. Listen to the words. There is a place of quiet rest near to the heart of God. A place where sin cannot molest, near to the heart of God. O Jesus, blessed Redeemer, sent from the heart of God, hold us who wait before Thee. Near to the heart of God. One more. There There is a place of full release. Near to the heart of God. A place where all is joy and peace. Near to the heart of God. O Jesus, blessed Redeemer, sent from the heart of God, hold us who wait before Thee, near to the heart of God. Jesus said, I'm sorry. Well, you know what Jesus did say? Because the Holy Spirit said it, and they're three in one. In Psalm 4610, the psalmist wrote under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, Be still. Stop striving. Stop struggling. Be still and know that I am God. Now look at me. You can look up now. Look at me. I know what I'm preaching today is not easy. If it was easy, I would have stood up here today and say, I've got this one down. I've got it mastered in my life. Blood pressure's under control. I'm doing good. It's not easy. But I'm telling you what. When we can come near to the heart of God with Jesus Christ. When we can find that Sabbath rest, when we can carve out the time every day for that time with Jesus and and time to simply live life. When we can carve out that time, our life will be richer. That is what God meant for us. I, I thought about today's song day. I'm not going to sing this one. But we'll work till Jesus. Well, I just started singing it. We'll work till Jesus comes. We'll work. We'll work till Jesus comes. We'll work. We'll work till Jesus comes and we'll be gathered home. Work, 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 work. What happened to rest? 
What happened? Yes, yes, we're going to work this afternoon. But we're going to find a rest even in that. But what happened to resting in Christ? What happened to resting in Christ? The enemy is using this to rob our joy. And I say today, we claim it back. We claim it back. I wish I had time and we didn't take time, don't have time. But would you finish that scripture in Mark chapter 6 when you get home? Because when they got to the other side of the shore, guess what? The people followed them. And Jesus' response was not, Y'all go away, we're tired. (laughs) It was amazing. Jesus loved them and had compassion on them. Amazing. Amazing. Well, let's bow our heads. God, I love you today. And somehow I experienced some of this this morning as I watched you turn me around. Thank you for that. And God, I love these people. As your under-shepherd and as their pastor, Father, I love them. And I know so many of them struggle like I do. Like I do. God, give us your Sabbath rest. Oh, Jesus, we reach out and we embrace you and run to you today. Because you are our rest. You are our peace. Now, for my friend here today, who maybe have come because they were promised lunch or something, there are no accidents with you. Oh, perhaps they heard enough today about a man who died on a cross and paid the price for sin. And they understand that was for them. As Brent stands before us, lead people, draw people to receive your wondrous grace and love. And Father, grab our hearts. Please, I know us. We will push back. We will push back. Help us to embrace your Sabbath rest. And Jesus, I pray this in your name. Amen.